This episode is sponsored by Bigger City. Thank you so much for supporting us and helping our show to grow. Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Michael Willer. I am a Chevy Chaser, and today, um, I'm I'm an excited GMG boy. <laughs> You're a what? <laughs> I could not even understand that. Where did the braces come That's from? Partially the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Trevor and I are starting a new well, not a new new D and D game, but new D and D characters, and my character does the voice. Uh, that his character's voice does, and that's his character's voice. Yes. So that I'm getting my sense. practice in early. <laughs> Goodness. Hey, my name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and I am a proud player of Crooked Toothed Characters. Oh. I have a campaign. <laughs> nice. Proud, well-enunciated voice and janky teeth. Okay. <laughs> Hello, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and certified chubby chaser. Um, board certified? Board certified, yes, yes. It takes, it's lots of study. Lots, <laughs> lots of study. Um... Yeah, I will be using my own voice for this episode, How unlike the three of you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there remains to be seen. I, yeah, I walk in the door with it, I use it, and I walk out the door with it. <laughs> Gentlemen, that's how I roll. <laughs> Salutations. <Hey>! I am <laughs> Willow Spring. <laughs> oh, my Teenage God. I can hear people turning off the podcast yeah. as we speak. <laughs> I'm Trevor Keyson. I'm a super chip, and I'm also an excited D&D boy. Yay. Um, I'm excited to play my teenage orc Girl Scout. It's Who has braces. Yeah, she has braces a lot. <laughs> Some heavy headgear. You're all mad. <laughs> You're all mad, I tell you. <laughs> Welcome back, Welcome everybody. We haven't done an in-person episode in about a month, so we're yeah. all... Actually, over a month. It's been yeah. like five weeks. Yeah. So we're, we're bringing the, the drag-in-our-feet energy today. It's, yeah. it's been a slow start. <laughs> lots of fun, lots of coffee, lots of little conversations about all sorts of stuff. Some of um, which you can follow on our Patreon. <laughs> yes. It's true. We did a lot of behind-the-scenes recording. are you trying to keep us on track? <laughs> Why, yes, I am. <laughs> this, this silliness is made possible by listeners like you who are subscribed <laughs> to Patreon, who aren't subscribed to Patreon and just share us us with all your love uh, and who listen with your delicate little ears Yay. that we are putting braces voices. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to take that moment to thank all of you for signing up for our Patreon. It's what keeps us rolling. Mm -hmm. It's what pays for the editing. It's what keeps us on the air. Mm -hmm. And it is what has allowed us to return to our weekly, weekly schedule. Yes. Which in this case means that we will have recorded this back at our old in-person recording schedule, which was the Saturday prior to the episode coming out. Don't worry, I didn't follow that either. It's, <laughs> it's like what we used to do, because yeah. we're not recording three weeks in advance anymore. Well, and this episode comes out in like four days. Yeah, and that means it's still Fat Liberation Month Yay. In, in recording and in listening time. And I also, think it's very nice of them to declare Fat Liberation Month to celebrate our return to a weekly schedule. Yay. Yes. How kind of them. Um, you're, you're welcome. It also allows us... Listeners to address the news that dropped yeah. last week at the same time oh, yeah. as our episode where we talked about Lizzo haters. <laughs> which um, I boy. so oh, boy. That news story broke like around the time I'd finished scheduling our podcast stuff. Do you want to say what you're talking about? Yeah. So there were allegations that came out against Lizzo from former employees. Um, I I believe the victims. I it, there's yeah, a lot of um, do kind too. of documentation. A lot of other people who then came forward after this story broke saying, I had a bad experience. We want to address that we have heard about it. I think we're all processing it. I think we will talk about it at some point, mm -hmm. but it's still very fresh. And like when the, the story came out and we had the episode scheduled, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to like post a note in the episode description and on our social media posts or like, do we drop something in? Um, at that point, Lizzo had not issued a statement. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. She has now. I think we will revisit it probably towards the end of the month when there has at, been at more. At this point, it's still a fairly new story. There's still new information coming out. So we're, we're not really comfortable talking it, about it. It's still in the scuttlebutt stage. Yeah. And I think to the, you know, there's one thing to be like on the cutting edge of new, news. And there's another thing to be like contributing to a cacophony. Yeah. yeah. I think it would, it's, it's more responsible of us to wait until things seem clearer to actually do a full discussion. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's also like, there's so many complicated factors about it and how it's being handled and how 
people are processing it. Um, so like my heart goes out to victims. My heart goes out to Lizzo. Cause yeah. Yeah. I think it is. The victims are going out of their way to say like, she is not a bad person. I heard interviews with two of them saying that specifically, mm-hmm. but the, the message that she was trying to put forward was sometimes good people can still do bad things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think also it is, we'll say more later, but I think mm-hmm. things can get complicated when business and friendship mix and also like uh, identities and, I, I, people becoming corporations and all that. So I think there's a lot to say. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to address that like at the top of the episode because we can now because it's not like we've recorded this. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to, to bring that up. We'll talk about it more later. It'll almost certainly be a main subject because of all of the extended issues around it. Um, but we're aware. Uh, so with that, let's uh, get into uh, pop, culture. pop culture. Let's do it. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Why do I always picture Pop Trevor in sort of a red Jessica rabbit dress on a piano when we're going through this with Dan on the saxophone or clarinet? Pop? I mean, it's I, not the saxophone I'm on. Oh, oh no! Oh boy! I was just I just that. saw a horn. <laughs> I always just picture the top hats kind of coming off and waving. Um, and we are talking about some fat travel groups. Um, yeah, which actually I. Trevor's in the New York Times again. (laughs) I'm in the New York Times again. Um, Right, first paragraph, baby. (laughs) (laughs) This is not his article, but he gets a mention by name. Yes, um, uh, Tigris and I uh, talked to Carla Sasenko, um, who was writing a story about kind of these fat travel groups that are popping up. And I think it is so exciting and cool to see. Um, It's a rundown of these different companies that are specializing in catering to fat people and their travel needs. Yeah, and specifically, so the first half of the article is really going into depth into why this is important. Mm-hmm. It's like, here are all the reasons why this would have a really good mm-hmm. impact for somebody who is fat, looking to travel, nervous about it. Here's what the various different people might do to make this more fun, more accommodating, more less stressful. I think, especially like looking into traveling, like, oh, you're worried about this. You think this might be a problem. Um, and so in some cases, they'll actually reach out to you in advance of your travel and say, hey, what are your concerns? Here's how I can address them mm-hmm. so that you don't spend the next two months worrying about it before the travel. And then the second half is really just a breakdown of each individual company, how they started, who they. So I think the thing that sticks out the most oh, yeah. is that oh, yeah. these are barring just one all for women or non-binary people. Yeah, for, for women, events. for women, by women. Yeah. yeah. And um like all the pictures, all the all the marketing, all the it's it's for well, women. And they just women. explicitly say this is for women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what they and they also mean fat women. Fat, yes, exactly. But uh, the 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 point being is, it just makes you pine for like, what about the men? There are fat men on the planet. I've seen them. So yeah. And luckily, I mean, I, so I do want to do a, a shout out to uh, Sam at Travel at Large. Yes, mm-hmm. which is a travel company that Sam founded. You know for uh, gay fat men and their admirers. Uh, there are Chub Chaser cruises. If you go to travelatlarge.com, you can find some itineraries there. I think they're going to Alaska in September. Mm-hmm. There's dates on the calendar already for 2024. Um, they, also, they also talked to Jeff Jenkins of um, Never Say Never, uh, who also does the Chubby Diaries blog. Uh, we've talked about him. We have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has his show on Never Say Never on uh, the is it still discovered or not? It's, uh, it's, it's on Disney it's, uh, Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. And so, in some of his uh, travel tips, and um, it, it's one of those things where it's like you want to acknowledge the importance of what it is, like what these companies do and who they are and what they do it for. And while also saying, I really wish we had that depth of options. Yeah. And it's not a whole lot of options, but it's some for also for the men. And I, I just want to reiterate that it's not. I don't see it as, oh, these terrible people are excluding, excluding no, men. No, no, no. It's, no. That men oh, yeah. are, it's that men aren't talking enough about the issues, yeah. and so there's not a lot of stuff going on for us. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I still think women deal with a different set of issues. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. A little bit of time away from the boys can be very beneficial. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. No problem with that at all. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that if you're wondering, because I often get frustrated, like, and it's for women by women, and it's for women by women. And like, what about the fat men? Yeah. And it's because we're not talking enough about it. 
Yeah. And and that ultimately is part of our show is we are all men. We're yeah. all cis men yeah. talking about this from our perspective. And so we want to acknowledge what all of these different companies are doing. I just want to read yeah. some names. We, off we just quick. want we, uh, we just want it very clear. We are not exclusionary towards our female listeners. <laughs> no, no, no. I, we're I not hope. saying you shouldn't have this thing just for yourself. We just like some access to for our own. The things. woman who left that beautiful review for us yes. last month is rewriting it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's television travel, fat girls traveling, uh, Swipe Fat. Uh, it's a podcast, um, mm-hmm. but they also started organizing their own uh, travel experiences, yeah. which is super cool. Um, fat Girls Travel 2. Um, and so, and uh, Virgie, Virgie Tovar? Virgie oh, Tovar. yeah, Virgie, yeah. yeah. I love uh, Virgie Tovar's uh, talking about um, the, the yoga on the beach and stretching and jiggling. And, and clothing options. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So anyway, so these are all people doing really fantastic things in the world of fat travel, um, showing that it's not a problem. I liked... Uh, uh, Jeff's uh, point about zip lines. Did you see this? Where he was like, you know, because a lot of the concerns are like, oh, am I too fat for this experience? And mm-hmm. zip lines being yeah. one of them. And he's like, look, they use zip lines to transport tons and tons of lumber. Like, it's possible to have a zip line that it can accommodate a fat person. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've done the research because I want to do it. Like yeah. most, like most, all fat people could be carried by these zip lines. Mm. It's just most of these places don't actually have the harness necessary. Got it. Mm. So. There's actually, uh, if you want to, big guys out there, if you want to do this, there are there are sites out there where you can buy your own harness. Oh, Trevor and I have our own and harness. And you can yes. travel around. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a very interesting thing to see sliding along the zip line. Many of our listeners are like, wait, I already have that. <laughs> I'm well equipped already. Uh, mine's quite fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the leather. Yes, leather and chains. <laughs> Um, so anyway, super cool to see this in the New York Times major publication. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor getting his getting his name out there once again. Yes, <laughs> top billing. Um, what do we got next? We have a fat convention coming oh. up in Philadelphia, which I will say. So I wanted to highlight this convention and highlight one of the positive articles about it because oh, yeah. it was blowing up my fat news aggregator, but from conservative outlets talking about like, can you believe <laughs> they're having a fat convention? New character voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a called I have <laughs> just a piece of flum in my throat. <laughs> no, what, what I love about it is that the, the things, like if you, if you looked at the mission statement of why they're having it, that are the, those are the conservative talking points against it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is why yeah. we want to do this. And yeah, it's identical speech. Um, but it's so Philly Fat Con is coming uh, this October and it's uh, put up by um, Danelle Jagman, Adrian Ray, Kieta Harris are putting on this event. It's um, what are a, the dates? It starts on October 28th. Um, and goes through, I think it's just the weekend, October 28th and October 29th. Is this another event that's by women for women? I mean, no, I no. mean, it's by women. Yeah. I think it's just that there's so many of these existing groups and businesses that are catering to this market. I think we're starting to see more men and mask folks kind of like creating businesses like this, mm-hmm. catering to our market. Yeah. Um, but so much of this existing framework is women and femmes. So this, this event, it's not like, um, the, you know, the fat girls traveling. It is, it's, it's for everyone. Great. Yeah. And I think that another nice thing about it is that they focus on the idea that a lot of like fat liberation, well, not fat liberation, a lot of phrases in this spectrum, like, uh, body positivity, body neutral, a lot of these kind of things that are often used to advertise events like this, uh, can also be very triggering for people who might otherwise attend and would mm. be turned off by this or bother, you know, so they're working to make sure that the event is not going to be so uh, body image focused, that it's more about a, a space for fat people to gather, find their own resources, get clothes, get jewelry, support other, you know, fat centric businesses mm-hmm. um, and not make it so much of a uh, political event. I was just thinking that, yeah. That's, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be that political to wear clothes that fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Philly listeners, let us know if you're going to Philly FatCon. Um, I'm really. I think the keynote speakers are really cool. It's a uh, Sonali Rashtar and a uh, Joy Cox. Oh, um, Joy Cox is amazing. And yeah, I Joy Cox. I I'm Philly listeners go. Sonali Rashtar is really cool, but just uh, Joy Cox has such a 
I don't know, joy and eminence and getting to bask. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a and, great name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do it. Do you feel it, listener? I feel it, Trevor. The breeze of change. The, the smell of orange blossoms. Cool mountain air. It's Fat Watch <laughs> 2023. And with us again is Reagan Chastain. Oh, God, yes. This is always a Frequent thing. guest. Yes. Uh, well, for, for good, frequent for good mention. Yeah, yeah, I mention her often. Yeah, I just adore her work. Um, with a... Um, a little. She had a of, mailbag of her own. Yeah, mm -hmm. mailbag of her own. A reader slash listener, because she reads her stuff, um, asking, "How do I talk to a colleague about their weight stigma?" Yeah, and this it should be said that this the context of this is how do I talk to my coworker about weight stigma? And I'm a nurse in a hospital, mm -hmm. so she's working in healthcare. The person is working in healthcare, and. You know, if you're the nurse, you don't want to tell the doctor like, hey, stop treating the yeah. patient like shit, you shithead. <laughs> yeah, probably not what you want to say to your doctor uh, slash boss. Yeah. Slam them up against the lockers. Because, <laughs> you know, people, I've done that. It's not as effective as you might think. And, <laughs> and, and the added element of the patient typically being the the subject of abuse yeah. in this case. And yeah. so like, how do you, do you talk to whoever it was that said something, whether it was another nurse, a doctor, an orderly, whatever, on the side, do you address it in the moment, if it happened in the room in front of the patient? And so Reagan has a handful of different sort of categories of suggestions. So like, mm -hmm. you might say something directly, um, and she's like literally just like, that's weight stigma, we don't do that here. If you wanna get direct with them and not dance around the subject, or all the way down to something more generalized, like I w these felt very passive aggressive to me, by the way. But you know, they did. I wish did. we lived in a world where we could just appreciate the diversity of body sizes. Well, and it's important the context because she's giving examples of when to use and why to yeah. use. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you, yeah, you can sort of verbally, you know, hey, we don't do that here, mm -hmm. and that can be effective. It can often also put people on the defensive, and now they're going to defend their position. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I highly recommend doing it against people in a uh, a superior position to you. Like if you're a nurse and you're talking to a doctor or an admin, that you should you should not yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. the other situation is, let's say you're in the room with a patient, and again, this you don't have to be a patient, in a, or it doesn't have to be a medical setting, but the idea of like, let's say she gives an example where the doctor says like, oh well, you know, you're you, but you're too big for the MRI machine. And you can intervene by saying, actually, it's that the MRI machines are too small for you. I You're, loved that uh, yeah, example because I've been in that specific, mm -hmm. I've been in that specific position. Yeah. And it's yeah. a really, you know, and there are so many times when just a little intervention like that makes mm -hmm. a huge difference for someone mm -hmm. where you're like, hey, we both know it's not your fault. Yeah. We both mm -hmm. know that this is a restriction of the, of the mechanism, not of uh, an error in your body. Yeah. And then the, the last one is, let's say that you're around the table, right? Like you're in the break room and you're, or you're hearing people talk about fat people in a disparaging manner. And you can't like attack everybody at the table. Like someone's made a joke and they're all yucking it up. And that's where she gives the example of like, wouldn't it be great if we lived in a world where people were, were appreciated for their bodies instead of made fun of for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And of course she gives some actual resources you can mm -hmm. reference if you want to get into a more informed discussion about these things. Or if you want to have some sort of seminar at your workplace addressing weight stigma. Mm -hmm. I appreciated that, that introduction of it because um, I, I think I've, I've hit an age where I no longer feel I need to suffer the social niceties against people that are really breaking things. Yeah. But in, <laughs> well said. <laughs> but in a, in a workplace environment, I'm aware of the fact that like, I can't say those things where I work, right? Not in a direct confrontational way, the way I want to. Mm -hmm. So these other examples in this article are especially useful for people like if people in an environment where you can't necessarily speak as freely as you'd like to. Some of these examples are very useful. Yeah, I think the, having the awareness of the baggage that you're bringing, like mm -hmm. the reaction you're bringing to the discussion being this extra element, yeah. rather than the discussion itself, which is, hey, this isn't acceptable, but I can deliver that message in a diplomatic way. And as a fat person myself, I appreciate the, the, the idea of saying like, 
you know, them. I'm so used to people saying fat jokes around me mm-hmm. because, oh, you're not fat. You're, mm. you're Don. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, when we said given fat, an exemption, you're right? human. Yeah when, yeah. when we said fat, we meant disgusting and you're not disgusting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I feel like that some of the examples here are very useful. And yeah. I, I remember I've been, I was corrected long ago. Um, I remember I was, I was in Europe and I was going off on something and about like diet or what to eat or what not to eat. And this British researcher just turned to me and said, don't tell people what to eat. Mm. And that small sentence has stuck with me forever. Mm. Not, I mean, yes, there was a bit of a hand slap to it, but that was appropriate. And I learned from it and I immediately incorporated because I had so much respect for her. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't actually have to tell people what to eat, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just have to laugh because I'm always that guy like, oh my God, I just tried this thing. You have to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> Joyful sharing. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. I'm yeah. still allowed I, to do that, right? I like the idea of um, Don doing that and me like just shoveling and being like, Don, don't tell people what to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need more. More. Well, if Don were inviting Trevor to enjoy some oh. delicious... Uh, new food that he's oh, tried. Malted, and Trevor. Malted chai ice cream, my friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh, uh, let's you go right now. <laughs> I can make that. If Trevor were trying to figure out how to navigate said invitation, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to make a segue here as well. Yeah, I think that's a great segue into our main topic, which. Um, so Dan actually proposed this after a, um, a listener mail we got. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dan, set this up for us. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, a really great piece of mail from one of our most ardent and wonderful listeners. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And um, he was asking about like the like the do's and don'ts of asking someone out, of setting mm-hmm. up a date. When have you gone too far? When have you not gone far enough? Reading the signals. Reading the and- signals. And there's a lot of stuff around that because I will tell you from personal experience as a chaser, in sort of regular space, eye contact across a bar is a really great way to assess interest. But a lot of times a fat guy will not make eye contact with me mm-hmm. because he assumes that that could only lead to ridicule. Hmm. And a lot of fat guys spend a lot of time looking at the floor, looking at their shoes, looking at the table, looking at their friends. And there's no way for me to do anything except for the very overt, hi, I find you very attractive. <laughs> Would you like to have some fun with me? You are a B plus on my <laughs> scale. Yeah. And so all of a sudden now I'm the creep and all I'm trying to do is make eye contact. Really? Like I didn't want to go that far, but mm-hmm. I have no... Or a lot, and a lot of chasers aren't that bold and they'll just give up. Mm-hmm. Or the, the, what I call the stalker chaser where they're like, oh my God, he's so hot, he's so hot, he's they so follow hot. follow you around. I, and they follow you around for like three months. That blocks. happened you, to Michael at Bigger Vegas. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Every time I disappeared, he would pop up like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, but this is even, they don't do that. They're just like, you're, it's like you look in the rearview mirror and there they are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's not meant to be sinister. It's just they don't know how to make a move. Mm. And they're scared of the rejection. They're scared of saying the wrong thing. They're scared of a lot of a lot of things. I, I will say, I think there's also a version of that which I frequently get, where re, I had it recently, where it's like, I saw you at Club Chub. Yeah. Or actually, <laughs> yeah. I, were you on you know the the 101 going oh, south yeah. <laughs> in a blue car it, in the passenger? Somebody seat? saw you in a car yes. randomly. We were we were going to a show at the Amundsen, and Trevor gets this message a day or two later like were you on the 101 at 532 oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor you're famous yeah. <laughs> there was a sighting it's <laughs> so I mean I wanted to talk about a couple of things I wanted to talk about the idea of invitation mm-hmm. because it, it's and it's broader than just setting up a date like when you ask someone to a party when you ask someone to come over for dinner like that's an invitation mm-hmm. and a lot of people are really I'm sorry they're bad at it Bad at it, bad yeah. at giving them, and bad at uh, receiving them. Yeah. Also, like you know, the quintessential bad example is, hey, what are you doing Thursday night? Oh, don't invite someone with a question. Don't, yeah. I don't like that. Well, like well, that. The, it's the it's the vague invitation. Like, yeah. you have to come if you're not busy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you don't have anything going on, then yeah. I know that you're free and that you like, have to show up. Why are you moving that day? Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're asking. Exactly. My, my cult is having a gathering. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, avoid things. Avoid the vague trap invitation. Which, because here's the thing about an invitation. It's only an invitation. Like, take this to heart. It's only an invitation if you leave the other person free to say no. 
Mm -hmm. If you have not left space for no, it's not an authentic invitation. It's somewhere between coercion and manipulation. Mm -hmm. Like, are you free Thursday, Don? Yeah. Why? What are we, what's coming on Thursday? (laughs) (laughs) And so one of the things that I do for that is you kind of offer the no. Like instead of having them having to generate an excuse for no, you just offer them the no. So you can say something like, hey, um, uh, I'm available Tuesday night. Are you free Tuesday night or do you have something going on? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I've given them the no and they can say, oh yeah, I would love to, but I actually do have something going on. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really, like you've offered them both sides. This is not going to encourage them to say no. It simply makes it more free for them so that when you offer them the next time, they're not like, oh God, he's asking again. So another technique that I've used and I actually learned this from a financial services professional, setting up meetings. Like they set up meetings for like account reviews, things like, they do a lot of that. And well, they're in their office, so it really doesn't matter a lot to them when you want the meeting, but if you're calling in or whatever, it matters a lot. Mm -hmm. And so the person had this really great, really great thing that I have stolen, which is, you know what? Give me two dates and times that work for you, and I bet I can make one of those work. Mm -hmm. The other thing about that is though, people, do not respond with, yeah, I'm generally free weeknights. That is not an answer to that question. It is not a useful response to say, I'm generally free, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. It is, that is not forwarding the conversation. It, it, to me, it's showing sort of like, yeah, I, we could someday maybe. That's, that's what that response mm-hmm. means Yeah, to me. and if you're wondering yeah. why things never materialize, like, oh, we've been talking for six months, so we've never met, that's because nobody's put something on the calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're waiting for the other person to offer a specific time or date. What I'll sometimes do is I'll open with, you know, if, if I know that I can more or less make anything work, like kind of what you were saying, I'll open with, I'm free weeknights. Is there a weeknight next week that works for you? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're and already then, constraining. You're constraining. Because there are only right. five choices yeah. in that window. Yep. Right. <laughs> and so it's, it's less of a, you know, well... Whenever you think of it, we could maybe uh, throw something together and, you know, and whenever. A lot of the things that people are talking about here as part of the invitation can also be applied to the response. Yes. Um, if you are being vague in your response, you're as guilty as the original inv- inviter yeah. who was vague. Yeah. You know? and, and if you're giving a vague response, it's not fair to say, well, and they keep they keep asking me the, the stalker. Yeah. <laughs> no, you haven't given them an answer. Yeah. yeah. They don't or they know. didn't. You yeah. know, if someone is very vague with me, I may not pursue, you know, because I'm assuming they're not interested. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really what it is. Well, and a lot of times, what in my experience, it's not that they're not interested. They just don't have the skills to make up an appointment. Mm. It really, it comes down to that. Well, what advice, because we've talked about this a lot uh, on the being on the receiving end of this, but what, so the person who says, well, I don't know what I'm doing that day. Oh, I have a great response. What advice <laughs> would, you give, would you give to them? So the context is you've asked somebody out yeah. and they say, well, I'm not sure what I'm doing that day. Or it's like, okay, so it is, you know, the, this is the chaser that's in town. Um, and he mess it, you know, and he is trying to set up plans with you, but he is also saying, well, I don't know what I'm doing that day. Or oh, like, I don't know what my friends are doing that day. I have so much to say. How do we conquer this? <laughs> <laughs> this has never happened before. Has it? <laughs> Oh, well, also, I mean, when I travel around, I'm, you know, I'm that chaser and it's, it's tough because I have a very limited time. Or if you're at an event, let's say you're at Bigger Vegas or some other event, it's a time limited event, which I've compared to like dating on a reality show (laughs) (laughs) because there's all this stuff that you have to deal with that you never, you don't deal with at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because at home you're, you're at home. Well, you're on a vacation on top of everything else with people. Exactly. Right. And the clock is ticking. You don't yeah. have infinite availability and you're not, you don't know other people's plans. I, I could dive into so many places to uh, this. Yeah, so let's say that there's a chub that you're interested in. You're in town. It's not for an event. It's just you're in town for, you know, three days. Um, there's a chub that you're interested in that you've been talking to and the chub says, hey, well, okay, on the second day you're here, would you want to get together? And you say, well, I'm not sure what I'm doing that day. Like wh- how, what's the best way to navigate that kind of invitation and scheduling? Well, I should first say that it's usually never that. Okay. It's usually never the case that someone will get back to me with a specific time and date. <laughs> I am almost always responsible for picking a, p- a specific time and date, which uh-huh. is fine, but you know, it's, it's like, it's uh, really? exhausting a- again, after a while. <laughs> again, okay. Yeah. So I am more likely to be the one who is like, Hey, I'm going to be in your town in four months. <laughs> 
Dan, aren't you really expecting a lot that somebody knows what they're doing in four months? Well, no, but I will, I'll start having the conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to give tips and tricks for both sides. Yeah. Okay. So for the one making the invitation, if you are, tra let's say you're going to an event or let's say you're going to a different city and you have time limited opportunity, if you're the one with more limitation because you're the traveler, it behooves you to set up a specific time and date as soon as possible and as early in your trip as possible. Mm -hmm. because the farther along you are in the trip, the less control you have of your schedule. Yeah. Stuff comes up, you meet friends, Good you meet call. people you didn't know you're going to meet. Um, but if you know, like if I know that like I'm coming to Don City and I want to hook up with Don or just meet him for coffee, it behooves me to put him as soon as I can in that schedule. Like yeah. I get off the plane at one, why don't we have dinner that afternoon or mm -hmm. that evening? So let's say that actually happens. You get together. I'm not going to use Don as the example because I think <laughs> it's going to start getting strange. It, yeah. Let's say Tim is the guy that you're meeting uh -huh. and you have a great coffee date with Tim. Oh, uh, yes. And Tim's like, well, it, maybe the time has run out. And Tim's like, hey, I'd love to see you again before you leave. Mm -hmm. You have had one of two situations with him. It was either great and you want to see him again, or it wasn't great and you'd rather not see him again. I think there's a third option. Or a third option, which would be... The third option is, it was great. I'd love to see him again, but I don't know if I want to commit to two Tims or, uh, or you know, what's behind door number three that I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Right, because I could see the person being like, "Well, if I if I do something early with somebody, it doesn't give me that easy out, that easy excuse of like, well, I'd love to, but I'm gone." You know, what would you say? It depends situation? on your level of enthusiasm, right? Because again, if you're dating on a reality show like Bigger Vegas or you're going <laughs> to a foreign city, uh, yeah, there's this opportunity cost. Like, if I have a second date with Tim, I probably am not going to have time for someone else. Mm -hmm. You get that that's not the case when you live it, when you're at home. Yeah, like you're going to be there for, for yeah. a long, long while. So the thing to, what I would do is like, if you know that you want to have that experience again, go ahead and book it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and book it. You know, take the bird in the hand rather than the bird in the bush. If you know that, that aphorism. That's okay. Now, if you're really unsure, then say, you know what? And here's the trick, people. Here's the trick. I don't know yet, but I will get back to you by, and you give it time. Yes. Yeah. You must do that. And here's, here's why that's actually a good idea. Because people are like, no, I don't want to obligate myself to have it. Yes, you do. Because otherwise, A, you will slime them. And B, you will feel icky yourself. Mm -hmm. It is so invigorating. When, you know how you, when you cross something off a to-do list, mm -hmm. you're like, spit, spot, and mm -hmm. it's done. It. And it, like, it, it actually invigorates you for the next task. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's accomplishment. It's achievement. So... What I would say is, you know, I don't know yet, or maybe you have to check with your roommate or whomever you're traveling with, and you can say, okay, I don't know now. Let's say you're having dinner with them. You can say, but I will let you know by noon tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Now, by noon tomorrow, you can do three things. You can say, yes, I checked with whomever I'm traveling with, or now you have a better idea of your schedule. You can go, gosh, I don't know my schedule, but I can tell I'm going to be busy and it's going to be hard to set something up. You've already met them once. You can just say, you know, I just don't think I'm going to have more time this trip, but mm -hmm. I had a wonderful time with you. Mm -hmm. Or three, you can extend. And you can say, you know, we're waiting to see if we have tickets for the Yumpity Yump show on next Thursday. My friend That's doesn't know yet. Great show. So <laughs> yeah, the Yumpity Yumps are great. So <laughs> we all know that. And so you can say, you know, we're like, there's, a, there's something specific. There's information that you're waiting to hear on. Mm -hmm. And you can say, could I get back to you later? And they can say yes or no. And then, and then when you do get back to them, they can still say yes or no. So you're not hanging them up. Mm -hmm. What you want to avoid is that cricket, 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 where they have no information and you just look like an asshole. Yeah. They ha they're not going to have sympathy for like, wow, it must have been really yeah. hard for you to decide. No, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. So the first, at least as far as the listener uh, mail that uh, this was brought up in, was uh, really specifically about reading, ah. gauging interest before you make the invitation <sighs> and trying to figure out like, hey, I'm interested in this guy. We met in that such would, and such that way. That would be my question too. It's just uh, when? when? When do you go from the I texting mean, to the, the invitation to the meet? Because like, I'm not a texter. Well, those are two I, different I, I, questions. Those are yeah. really, and very good questions, but different. Yeah. One is how do you assess interest? The other is if there is interest, when do you move into the real world? Right. I mean, I don't, my thing for the like gauging interest is like, 
when I am thinking about like, I, I want to meet this person is when I would ask. Cause I wouldn't wait, want to wait for like, okay, I'm not going to, I don't want to wait for them to ask because yeah. that could be forever. And I would just like, when it feels right to you is when I would extend an invitation. If I, you know, you're going messaging someone or something. Personally, I try to get a personal meet an in-person meet as soon as possible. As soon as I know I'm interested, why would I, I mean, like, let's say they're local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try. I don't want to play footsie for three months if I can just meet them. So part of the, I mean, again, I'm just thinking back. Part of the question was like, it, it's that sort of disaster mitigation of, well, I want to, I want to make sure that when I ask, I have a, a good sense that they might be interested too. Absolutely. And so are there, let's say this is an in-person thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a mixer, there's a small party, there's a club, whatever. There's a person, you do make eye contact. Let's, let's, and that's, and that's a big gift. So, you know, lesson one, Chubbs, please take your eyes off the floors and your shoes. Well, and make, look around, <laughs> look around. I'm okay, just going to throw this out there. If I'm at an event and I'm making eye contact, it's, it's probably not because I'm trying to throw out interest. So is there any sense of that? No, also? but there, no, you can tell you can, first of all, you can tell if someone's looking at you and you're not picking up on it. If you let yourself, every mammal knows when it's being looked at. Yeah. Right. But, okay. But hold on. But there is the thing. <laughs> I feel like this is especially true at Bigger Vegas where I think someone is looking at me and coming over to me and there is someone behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and that, but again, you're in a, see the thing about a Bigger <laughs> Vegas or something like that is you're in a context where a thin guy looking at a fat guy is like, that's a definite possibility for something more. Mm-hmm. If you're just out in the wild, right? If you're just on the street in, I don't know, wherever you are in Ohio, and you're a fat person, it is not a safe assumption that any thin person who looks at you is interested yeah. in you sexually, right? That's not a fair assumption. Yeah. So I get why you wouldn't go there immediately. So here's a couple of techniques. Number one, if eye contact is possible, if you're the chub, please remember that to not immediately assume that it couldn't possibly be sexual and do the desexualization thing. And Don, you're nodding vigorously. I am nodding you know what I'm vigorously about. for our listeners who cannot see me. Yeah, <laughs> it's because it's that thing where like I'm trying to have, I'm, I'm trying to make small talk to see if you're even gay for one mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting like, you know, yes, the space shuttle is a very fine piece of machinery. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting some sort of not necessarily nerd talk, but like very non, and I'm not getting anything physically. I'm not getting anything facially. Yeah. Like if you are like, let me know. Don't assume that it couldn't possibly be. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get it might not be likely, but don't assume it's impossible. And then on the chaser end, be patient, like see if there's anything there. And then the other thing you can do is most people these days, certainly most, you know, most people these days, if they're available for something intimate and or sexual, they're probably on an app. Hmm. And the smaller the town, the more general the app. So for example, hmm. If you're in a big city like New York or Los Angeles, you, they're probably on bigger city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're Thank in, you to bigger city for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because they are sort of the clearinghouse. I mean, they yeah. have, they have over, they have like, you know, a third of a million yeah. members. Like yeah. it's a safe bet. A on the other bet. hand, if you're in a really small ish town, yeah. like if you're in Columbus, Ohio, a better, a better resource. Cause you know, maybe they're on bigger city. Maybe they're not, especially if they're a chaser, they might just be on grinder. Mm-hmm. I will say there's a, lo- a lot of fun I have had in New York has been from chasers on Grinder who either don't know they're chasers yep. or who are just like, oh, well, I don't want to be in a bigger city. Ski, the benefit of that is if you're fat and you're on Grinder, yes, you might suffer some slings and arrows from assholes, but the people who either are chasers or don't know they're chasers will see you and they can opt in. Mm-hmm. On the other side, if you're a chaser, check out. I know it sounds ridiculous, but Grinder, because you're like, oh, I'm going to get all this stuff. Like, believe me, I know what happens on Grinder, <laughs> um, because I'm going to get all this attention from thin guys that I'm not looking for. And you can put it in your profile, but nobody reads it. Just no, <laughs> no thin, <laughs> no thins, no mask. <laughs> <laughs> so you um, read my mind. But it it also is a way to make an overture to a fat person that, like, yeah, you. Yeah, you, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can do what you do on an app, which is like, you know, up, you know, swipe left, swipe right, or whatever you do. But the point is you can make your interest known because that's usually the impediment in the wild is the interest is either mistaken or over-assumed or whatever. And mm-hmm. the apps make that really easy, which is why 
they are so frequently used at Chub Chaser events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're standing six feet from you and they're talking to you on the app. Oh my God. But hold, I, <laughs> I have a very specific memory of a guy kind of like checking me out and then my phone pings <laughs> and I look at it and it's him and it's like, Hey, and I look at him and he like smiles and it's just like, I'm just like, you could just like, come up to me like yeah because he's trying <laughs> to reduce the possibility of rejection if he's going to get rejected it's easier but he's looking at me i know but he's it's, but, but like i it would i feel like it would be more devastating to message someone via the app and see them reject but it of all people trevor you should understand this you are the person who will not order from a restaurant if you had to talk to them I know. <laughs> you, you will only mid- interact with a restaurant through an app. But I'm not going to stand outside the restaurant and order through the app. Yes, as you would. Oh, you so would. You so fucking would. <laughs> if, you, if I told you to walk in there and tell them what you want, you'd be like, no, 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 they have an app. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, there is that. There's also the thing, this is very common at an event, and it can also be true traveling, like you're traveling with people. There is a phenomenon at events where like the, like the chub is, is like, oh, well, I, I don't want to go alone, so I'm going to go with my friend. And so now they're locked with their friend, or worse, their friends, like they always go in this- mm. The gaggle. The gaggle of chubs, the gaggle of chasers. And that, that is impenetrable. Like, yeah. the, cause there's no way I can go up to you in an event like that and just express interest in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what's worse is the, the chubber chaser that is with their civilian friend group oh, fuck that. on a vacation yep. and they're yep. in your city yeah. and they want to meet up. But it's like, I can't like, they can't explain to their friend, you know, the chaser can't explain to their straight friends that like, there's a really hot, really fat guy <laughs> <laughs> and he's only in the city. Well, or there's, or there's the worst this, ones are the ones traveling with their families. Mm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and that's understandable because it's like, uh, mom, do you mind if I not if I skip dinner tonight? I got someone to fuck. <laughs> like that is a hard conversation to have with your mom. So I, I have some sympathy for that, but I think it's worse when they're traveling with friends and they're traveling with gay friends and they're traveling with other gay fat friends, mm. and they're like, well, I don't know what my friends are doing. Of course you don't. But you know what? I guarantee you. I guarantee you. There is no moment in the trip where they say, hey. Um, you know, we have absolutely nothing planned, so you should find a boy to get under. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they are never going to say that. Yeah. They are never going to have nothing to do. The point On the being, flip you have to side, what that. a cool mom if she did. <laughs> you have to, she would be my favorite mom ever, you know? Pro tip for people traveling with, you know, I, I would say your gay friends, if it's like, you know, your, the, the chub chaser kind of friend group, Set a day. It's like, today's our fuck day. <laughs> and what we're doing today is we're all getting on the apps, <laughs> whether it be, you know, Grinder or Bigger City or Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully those tips are helpful. Um, if you, if you try some, if you try something on that out and it works for you, or if it doesn't work for you, uh, write us, let us know. Um, we'd love to follow up on that. If you found that we didn't quite answer the thing that you were hoping we would get to, also let us know. We'll oh, yeah, that's very valuable. The mailbag. That's very yeah, valuable. I feel like this is the kind of thing that we may circle back to again in the future. Yeah. Relationship? No. They, One no, time and, only. And remember, like, it doesn't even, like, mailbags are very targeted. Like, if we do it at the top of the show, we'll just get to it in three or four minutes, and it'll be great. All right. Tip today. We got a hot tip. Hot tip, baby. <laughs> um... <laughs> like I said at the start of the episode, <laughs> it's Fat Liberation Month, y'all. Yay! Um, and my hot tip is NAFA has a full range of programming, and you can sign up for an all-access pass. And this will basically, anytime, like ahead of all of our events, you will um, be reminded of them and then get the register. You'll be registered for them. So this you is can the, just attend. The NAFA, the NAFA events for Fat Liberation Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we have all sorts of cool stuff. We're going to have Instagram lives. There's a couple things that we're still waiting for kind of like the, the dates to land. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a fat trivia, our annual fat trivia contest um, on August 26th. We have a virtual fat and happy hour at the end of the month, mm. uh, August 31st at uh, 5 p- or 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Pacific. Okay, good. Uh, nice. We're going to have some fun hosts. We're going to have some cocktail demos. Nice. It's going to be a fun time. Um, we have a lot of educational stuff. Check it out. Nefa.org slash FLM and sign up for your all access pass Ooh. to fun and fat. 
Oh, excess pasta fat. I need it. All right. Bit time. Bit time. We bit do time. have a bit today. Um, well, I feel like I should add to the disclaimer that this bit was written last night at around 11.30 p.m. Okay. Um, and I, Those are the best I'm just going to lead it off with the, the, the first sentence I wrote here, which is fascinating. Uh, why is the following text remarkable because it is? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was drinking last night. Well yeah, done. I, well I'm done. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. So, All right. <laughs> here is the text to an invitation that is remarkable in some way. Okay. I will okay. ask you why it is remarkable after I have read you the invitation. Okay. Claudia Sevra to her Lepidina, greetings. On 11 September, sister, for the day of the celebration of my birthday, I give you a warm invitation to make sure that you come to us to make the day more enjoyable for me by your arrival if you are present. Oh. Give my greetings to your Serialis. My Alis and my little son sent him their greetings. I shall expect you, sister. Farewell, sister, my dearest soul, as I hope to prosper and hail to Sulpicia Lepidina, wife of Cerilius from Severa. All right. You, you already have a guess? I have a guess, but All keep right. going, keep going. Is this text remarkable because, one, it was the final known letter sent from Marie Antoinette to a cousin in Vienna, a coded message asking for aid. Okay. Two, is it the oldest known party invitation dating back to England, 100 AD? This, or three, this was a coded message sent in World War II by Italian resistance fighters that saved the lives of an entire town. Hmm. Or four, this invitation was found in the ruins buried beneath the Stromboli volcano, which <laughs> erupted on September 11th, 311 AD, the day of the party mentioned in the invitation. I remember my time in Stromboli. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the first ever party invitation. I, that's the same. Yeah, I think it's the first ever party invitation. Was that what you were guessing? I, well, I thought it was perhaps the first ever birthday party invitation, ah. but to, yeah, to the same point. <sighs> I'm just going to go with what I, I'm going to go with three. Which one is three? Three was a coded message sent in World War II by Italian resistance fighters. Yes. Okay. You know nothing well, of Italians. The correct <laughs> answer is, of course, uh, is in fact, not of course, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is the oldest known party invitation. Yes, you do. Yet found by archaeologists. Yeah. Um, it's way too Roman to be anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Stromboli, that's why I put the Stromboli volcano in there, <laughs> which is a thing. This is a real volcano. I did not make that up. It's true. All covered with cheese. I'm <laughs> <laughs> top of spaghetti. <laughs> right. Our next question. All around the world, throughout history, people have set controlled fires and used the resulting smoke to send all sorts of messages long distance. In both the Americas and Australia, people might set a fairly large patch of ground aflame when entering a new place to send what signal up into the sky? <laughs> One, we are armed and unafraid, stay away. Two, we are here coming to kill you, or would you prefer to come to us? <laughs> Three, we are here in your land, we mean you no harm. Or four, could we borrow a cup of sugar? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go with three. That's, uh, yeah. we are here in your land, we mean you no harm. I'm going to go with three as well. Because you said a patch of grass? A, a large patch of plains is what the, the okay. text actually said. Okay. I, I think the point of it is to give approaching hostels no place to hide, like in the grass. So what was the oh. first one again? I, it, I, I, that does not mean an entire plains, it's, but it has to be a fairly large patch of glass. Oh, grass oh okay, so not necessarily It's not like a little campfire and you're sending puffs of smoke up. You're you're setting a section of planes. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're trying to you're trying to eliminate cover. Okay. Um, we're it's, armed. We are armed. It's a dangerous. trick question. None okay. of these are correct. <laughs> no. we are the correct answer is in fact we are here in your land. We mean you no harm. Yay! I'm uh, two of two, baby. If you think about it, it's it's an announcement. Um, and Certainly, you have to do a large enough patch of ground for it'll be seen a long way because you don't know whose land you're in or where they are. So I just we're I gonna just, burn your I just found it really interesting that it's essentially the the act of knocking on the door for tribal nomadic people, and it happened in both America and Australia. I just thought that was really interesting. Okay. I, I was the reason I asked about the grass was because I was thinking, is it is it the case that like green grass might burn white smoke, and therefore you have like the white smoke white flag kind of like. Piece. I, I, I happen to have researched this. Uh -huh. um, the color, of, the reason why you do it this way is because the color of the smoke is inconsequential. It's a huge volume 
Um, okay. Because colored smoke messages actually did mean various things, hmm. but they had to be agreed on in advance. Obviously, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you can't agree on advance on a knocking thing. And it, yeah, right? get him walking in the door. All right. Our last question for the day. Dum dum dum. In the early 1900s United States, it was still the custom to issue invitations to the executions of criminals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Generally, these only went out to public officials who saw attending the events as marks of their prestige in the community. Oh, lovely. The duty of sending out the invitations often fell to the sheriff, um, many of whom had interesting senses of humors um, regarding this. <sighs> oh, God. The duty oh, of sending out the invitation fell to the sheriff. So when one such sheriff of Navajo County, Arizona, got caught by a local newspaper when he sent out a novelty invitation that was professionally printed and gold gilt embossed. Oh, Jesus. He was reprimanded by both the governor and the president. <laughs> Bowing to their wishes, he sent out revised invitations and sent them out too late for the governor to attend. Uh. <laughs> Which of the following was the text on the somber black-bordered invitation they sent out? One, swinging party, 12 noon, light snacks provided. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Two, rope, noon, George, then no George. (laughs) Okay. Three, with feelings of profound sorrow and regret, I hereby invite you to attend and witness the private, decent, and humane execution of a human being. Name, George Smiley, crime, murder. Or four, yeehaw, we gonna have a hangin'. <laughs> oh, jeez. And this is, so this is the revised. This one. is the revised invitation. I think three. number three, because it feels very sarcastic. Yeah. And I think having been reprimanded, he would maybe do the most sarcastic part. It, it does sound like the most mm. <laughs> reprimandable. <laughs> we got three for three. Yeah. And three is, in fact, the correct one. Yeah, That's just a little slice of the letter. Oh, God. Um, if you ever want to read the full letter, you can go to the uh, the website for the ca- the courthouse of Navajo County, Arizona. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, the, it closed out with a lovely paragraph politely admonishing the administration for never having sent out a template for these invitations and blaming them for the, uh, oh. the what did are, are, any, are any of the other ones the first one no okay no the first one is it's it's kind of snide but it's not really it, it i think it was the gold edging on it that really it was the, the extravagance yeah, yeah the extravagance but it's also not a it's not something that seems very appropriate. <laughs> like one of the th- one of the paragraphs is bragging about the uh, excellent technologies they have for hanging available in uh, so oh, in, so important oh, in executions. Yes. Yeah. So if people want to invite us to an execution, oh dear, oh, Lord. no, How where would they send invite that? us to something else? <laughs> Literally anything else. Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod, or on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Leave us five stars on Apple. Uh, podcasts <laughs> um, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bigfatgaypod see the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com yay well maybe you're listening as you're writing us an invitation to your birthday party and it's, you got your crayons you got the glitter glue some little glue on pom poms <laughs> and you're licking the envelope and you're going to put it in your uh, little blue mailbox at the corner and you open it up and surprise, it's us! Ah, <laughs> watch out! It was so sudden. <laughs> <laughs>